right. We'll kind of stop bullshitting for a second. Welcome to the podcast, Blue Tail Bow Hunters. It's your host, Devin Patterson. Again, uh, flying solo as far as main hosts go, T-Po and Clint aren't able to make it. But we got to we gotta keep cranking out some content for you guys. Don't want to go too long without it. So um, I think other than Vandy, <clears throat> BJ, you are now the only returning guest. You're the first returning guest. Other than Vandy. Other yeah. than Vandy. Believe, yeah, well, so. you've mentioned me on every episode, whether you're talking shit or not. Yes, it absolutely. Like it, it seems like I make an appearance, but yeah. It's because I know you're one of the hardcore <laughs> listeners, and you're going to hear it regardless. I'm the, oh, am I the only listener? I don't, I don't know about that, but actually, I got a text today. So, shout out real quick. Um, I did get a text today from Tyler Orr, who um, I know you listened to that one, but um, he's like, hey, I met uh Neoga cop that said somehow they got to talking. I don't know if you just knew him from Tyler Orr and you know, from the episode or what, but said that they uh, were talking about the podcast and that the officer in yoga was um, talking about how much he listens to it and enjoys it and enjoys what we're doing. So first off, I want to say thank you to those who are listening. Um, you know, it's, it, it feels good. Time is one that is the most valuable thing in life. And so it feels good to know that people are taking such a valuable thing, such as time and, and putting it into us and listening to listening to us just bullshit um it's pretty cool so it helps me feel better about doing this and um keeps us going that's for sure so yeah, i don't know about everybody else but podcasts get me through work sometimes absolutely on midnight so i got a car my squad's got bluetooth in it so yeah i actually got a new laptop and the laptop connects bluetooth to my car speakers or radio so like then your, your in car computer yeah so then because we have um like the Zello app. I don't know if you guys use that. Mm-hmm. It's a walkie-talkie app on our phones. Uh, so, yes, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. So we can communicate without it being over the police scanner radio because every shit turd in America has a scanner on their phone. So to communicate faster and, you know, we do that. So it was like I, I wanted to listen to all my podcasts, but it was like as soon as stuff started happening, I had to kick off the Bluetooth so I could go to the app because it almost – treats it as a phone call mm-hmm. so it would stop my spotify it, and it was just a shit show so now i got it to where it's on the laptop so i can run them both at the same time so solid, solid. the uh the audio on my laptop sucks yeah mine does too that's yeah. why i threw it on the yeah I, I mean i don't know if mine has that capability i'm kind of computer stupid but you guys have nice stuff i'm sure well i mean we, sure relatively speaking yeah yeah i mean it's not very it's not run down our canine car though we rebuilt it it was the oldest shittiest one but we just rebuilt it when are you guys getting another dog scheduled for august okay the kennel obviously has a two-year health guarantee so they uh, uh they're making it right yeah that's good is uh andrew getting the dog again or uh that's the plan yeah he's the only one that's shown interest and he's the only one that's actually done anything right but we'll see. And I think that this, um, the new bill or the trailer bill thing is going to like put everyone at ease as far as staying in law enforcement. So, yeah. And I mean, all that shit sounds super scary when it comes out, but people got to realize like, like the, the lawyers and the lawmakers and stuff that, that have our backs aren't just going to lay there and let it happen. Right. And, so. it, and it's always, I mean, it's hard to prove, but you see a lot of people that make, that put forth this legendary revolutionary legislation and they make right. a big noise. And then in complete silence, they 
undo a lot of the things that they know are absolutely ridiculous. Right. So I think that's where we're at. Yeah. They kind of came to their senses and they got some legal people and some different companies that have interest in our interest in mind and they're making things right. So before I do this, so um, I do want to stay on this topic. Um, I know you guys are smaller, but are you having like I've seen kind of a little bit of a trouble right now, especially with like guys that, that have been proactive and want to be proactive, but they're they've been on the job a little bit longer um and they're awesome cops but then they start reading into this shit and it like completely shuts them down it, it definitely hits you in the feels you know yeah. like and it, is what i'm doing even worth it right but i haven't seen i mean we haven't really slowed down it's we kind of take things as it comes there's only so much you can hunt like we probably hunt for 90 percent of our stuff anyway sure so another thing that we've been running into and i want to ask you about because you're you're nearby is the um increase in calls that deal with um people that are bugging out on meth worse because they're going to the hospital and learning that it's getting laced with their uh, pcp um i haven't i i just this is, today's my first week back since the middle of may so oh, shit. i don't know i would say within the last three weeks and maybe it's a bad batch going around my tomb but like it's crazy. PC, like, like it's specifically PCP. Mixed in with confirmed. the yeah, they're going to the hospital and they're saying it's PCP. They're they have PCP in their system. No, they're like, I, We've honestly, never used it. Could, have you taken a ride? No, mm -hmm. uh, they had a video on our a ride class of a dude on PCP and he looked like a zombie. And I have not seen that since so, since I worked in corrections. I've not seen that. Um, there was not too long ago a guy that. Um, I don't, I don't know the full details, but he basically ran up on this house and there was people outside the house and he had a gun and was like, like talking super crazy and talking about like murdering his mom. And like, so he starts like kind of almost threatening the people that live there. So they didn't just sit there and take it. So they start like trying to, you know, pull them down and shit. Him or They're like, restrain him. they were so from what I hear, they're just beating the piss out of him, and he wouldn't stop. He just kept coming, and then they found out he had PCP, and like that's that's consistent. Dude, it's crazy, yeah. But it's it's so many people here. The last couple of weeks um, have been coming up with it. So one more thing on the police-related topic that I want to ask you. Um, I don't know where it's at. It's in another state. And I don't even know if it's a lawmaker that has proposed this bill or if it's just like a trainer or something, but. Um, Saw something on social media where they're requesting a minimum requirement of a blue belt and BJJ to be a police officer. How do you feel about that? I think BJJ should be in every control tactics curriculum, but I don't think a blue belt will make you a better cop. Right. Specifically because there's a lot of dojos or, or academies out there that are just belt factories anyway. Sure. So, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's got to be a lot more to it. You can't just say blue belt. I like the idea, though of getting like making a requirement that there is a baseline that you have to have some kind of control tactic background I mean, before you, you even get this job the training standards board they have everything else is standardized right why isn't control tactic standardized and i just took the week-long instructor course in champagne and yeah that's kind of what we talked about because you know it depends on what academy you go to is what training right. you get. Yep. And then depending on what your background is, 100% correlates to how proficient you are once you get to training. Right. 
So me being a wrestler and a wrestling coach and all that, 90% of the stuff I learned in the academy, I didn't really see it. Take all maybe five, 10% out of what it exactly. You know, and then you revert is. back to things that work. Absolutely. And when you do the six minute gauntlet or whatever, at the mm-hmm. end of your control tactics week, and you got a dozen different people fighting you at once. What show you, me one person that show that does technique in there. Right. And show me one that person we learned. That, show me one person that wrestled before that didn't revert back to some yes, wrestling. Absolutely. Thing. So every time, like I did, all I did was hip pressure. <laughs> 90% of the time was just hip pressure and yeah. uh, have, have Nelson's and leg control. Absolutely. Just so control people. It's great. Um, which man, like, so the good thing is that we're starting as a department, we're going to train more. Cause ever since I've started, I've been on, Coming up, I think I'm full five years and later this month, middle of this month, we've not had one control tactics training as a department. I've got a couple guys on my department that train um, here in Mattoon. That's good. And they, um, I don't know, they teach us things here or there just in the locker room, dicking around. But sure. Now, yeah. like I said, 90, 90% of the time I go hands on, A, I'm bigger than them. But you're bigger than 90% of America. So. Yeah. Like, and, and I always tell people, if you're going to run first, first hundred yards, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So you better, you uh-huh. better be a track, track star. So. Yeah. And none of them are. But, um, the, yeah, I honestly, my use of force isn't in the, and when I worked in corrections, it was every shift. Right. But since I've been on the street, I don't know if it's just because of how big I am or just because I just get lucky, but I think there's a lot to do with intimidation factor and the appearance. Yeah. Like, man, I can't, like, I put myself in the dirtbag, or I can't even say dirtbag, but like a a criminal or possible criminal shoes. Like, if I'm getting stopped by a cop that I think I can get away from, like, why wouldn't I try? What I have to lose at this point? Yeah. I mean, and a lot of times in the three to five minutes, but when they're making this decision, yes, they're not weighing pros and cons. No, not at all. It's fight or flight. Right. So the better you look, the more you look like you're trained. Yeah. The, the more squared away you are, the less they're going to be like, nah, are. I mean, probably not a good idea. Right. Or if you had a dog barking in the back. Yeah, that, that helps. I know that a guy I worked with before, he was chasing somebody and there was no canine, but he was running and he yelled, stop or I'm going to let, let the dog go. Hell yeah. And the guy stopped and he had no dog. And, but I tell you, it works. We've had guys bark before. Yeah. I don't know if that, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that he, his supervisor talked to him, but about that, like, come on, man. You know, I mean, but he goes, a good tactic. I, I got him to stop. I did not have to use any use of force whatsoever. Yeah. And all I did was, you know, mess with his head. Dude, it's incredible. Like people will, will call your bluff. When you have your firearm out. Yeah, but not a good dog. Saying that you're going to get shot, and they're like, fuck you. And as soon as you say, dog's coming, they're like, yeah, you're right. You're I'm done. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want Fido to take a chunk out of my ass cheeks. It's a good video, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I've had it happen to me. A Dutch, oh, a Dutch, a Dutch Shepherd up in uh, at my old job to, almost took a chunk out of my ass cheeks. Dude's- the duchies are assholes. They do. This one is. This one was nuts. I loved him. Though. They have no social skills usually. Like Bane, he's a mouse, so he's crazy, but he's he's social as shit. So like, 
he'll jump on you, and if you don't freak out, he'll just won't play. Mm-hmm. You freak out, he kind of freaks out, but just don't freak out. Yeah, but, Andrew, I guess I didn't know. I never met Andrew's dog when he had him, but apparently he was just a, a tank. Yeah. Like, it's a really good dog, and it's just absolute shame what happened. But yeah. That shit sucks. So, um, I'm going to do end of watch. Yep, I'm going to do – you got one, too? Uh, I was just going to elaborate on Oberhunt. Okay. Um, okay. I listened to the last the last episode. You right. guys mentioned it, but I wanted to touch on something. Yeah. This one, I'm going to butcher this name. <clears throat> Try that. Gennaro. Is it Gennaro? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Gennaro New. Okay, police officer Gennaro New. Um, His end of watch is May 31st, 2021 with the Phoenix Police Department. Um, Police officer Gennaro New was killed in an automobile crash at the intersection of Cave Cave Creek Road and East Greenway Parkway at about 10.30 p.m. Um, His patrol car was struck by another vehicle that ran a red light at a high rate of speed. The impact knocked officer New's patrol car through a brick wall and caused it to overturn. Um, they escorted or extracted whatever escorted, extracted him from the vehicle and transported him to the local hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Um, the driver of the other vehicle was also killed in the collision. Officer New had served with the police or the Phoenix Police Department for two years and was assigned to the Black Mountain Precinct, survived by his wife, mother, brother, and grandmother. Twenty-seven years old, he just started as a cop, um, struck and killed at an intersection. So. Rest in peace to Officer New. Rest in peace. And then go ahead. I was just going to say that I, I don't know Chris personally, but I used to work with his brother. And I do know that everyone at my old department spoke extremely highly of that family. Sure. And of him. And his brother was one of the best dudes I did work with. And if he was anything like his brother, which I assumed that they were very close because of the way you know, the stories they tell and things like that, that uh, it's an absolute shame what happened, obviously, just given the the situation and what happened and the fact that, from what I understand, it couldn't have happened to a better dude. Right. So I just wanted to say, Officer Oberheim, your life mattered. And I pray for your wife and your kids and your coworkers, especially the one that survived the incident. And I guess you got it from here. Yeah, I forgot um, whenever we did it. I think we just kind of got caught up in, in talking about it. Um, but I remember I saved or I screenshotted the Oberheim family statement that they. Um, so his wife gave a really, really she did. excellent statement at his funeral, um, which I was not able to go. I was on my I was on vacation, so I didn't even hear about a date. But I know that my. One of my old department's honor guards was was able to go, so they said they they said it was a good. Yeah, service. we sent I think we two or three guys. So, um, this is super long. So, if you want to look it up, I'm sure it's at the it's on the Champaign Police Department's Facebook. Um, but I'll I'll just read the first paragraph. Chris Oberheim lived his. Or live by this Bible verse, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God, Matthew 5, 9. Um, he had a servant's heart that revolved around loving his family and protecting others. Chris was not only a police officer, he was also a son, brother, beloved coach, trusted friend, and respected leader. Uh, he fulfilled his roles of husband and father best. 
um, and talks about kind of his everything else. So, anyways, <clears throat> yeah, I forgot to share that whenever we did did the last one. And I think coming up here soon, I don't know if it's this weekend or what day it is, the Chick-fil-A and Champagne is having a fundraiser for him. Nice. So look that up, anyone who's interested. Chick-fil-A's balling. I mean, I don't eat fast food, but like I always see them doing good shit, I feel like. For yeah. them, the little bit of news that I do ever watch. Yeah, I don't know how many Chick-fil-A's there are in Champagne, but I have, I've been to the one by the Best Buy on the north end of town. And I, if that's the one, then um, uh, look it up and see if see what day the fundraiser is. I guess a percent of all proceeds go to the family's memorial fund. Or, I'm sure they'll post that on social media yeah, or something. It, so it's I've seen it on Facebook, yeah, but I'm just not sure what day. Yeah. So if you're in Champagne, then hit it up. So, ready for transition here? Mm -hmm. Let's talk some hunting. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask you, did you do any turkey hunting this year? I went out for three days, I think, in second season. Me and one of my old college roommates moved to Chicago. Um, so, he doesn't have any place to hunt in Illinois. So, he comes down with me. And we went over to one of my farms about 40 about actually about 90 minutes from where we are right now but 40 minutes from uh where i live over by springfield kind of and um <clears throat> we didn't we heard one gobble the whole time oh yeah and the weather was great i mean it was a little cold in the off the roost but once the sun came up the weather was great what season was it second season i think yeah. we put in for lake tags and I guess there's an, I talked to some of the deputies I work with. They said that there's always an issue with people trying to do group, group draws. I've never even heard of that. Until you said basically, the other basically day. you, when you do the application, you can say there's a spot to insert group number. If you and your buddies all want to hunt together, you do a group. So hmm. if one of you draws, you all draw for that season, that county, et cetera. Okay. And, but with public land, I guess, Specifically, the lake, probably there's an issue with the amount of tags that they have. And I guess they just don't do group draws very often or ever. So we put in for the first eight choices we had were the lake. And we got our ninth choice. Jesus. Because it was different county, private ground, et cetera. But the um last year i drew a lake tag first time and they do 100 tags total per year 10 per county per season so um out of the 100 we there's just two of us the group is only two people but we thought it'd be best to do a group a group hunt you know and right. just because the tags are so limited but that did not work out i guess have you ever looked at the numbers of harvests no how many birds actually get killed out there at the lake yeah um no but when they say if you do draw a tag after the season they'll send you a uh letter survey or something uh, yeah they'll send you a survey and they'll have all the um harvest info and stuff on there counties zones stuff like that and um that'll break down the harvest numbers then you know how many tags were issued how many hunters you know and then when i think you, i got a packet uh, before that was that, that might have had last year's, but that right. wouldn't have had. Yeah, I guess I didn't even pay attention. That, that you'll get another one here for too long, but 
last year when I filled mine out, I basically said, like, I had great action the first day, day and a half. But once they got off the roost after the first day, and I had second season at the lake last year. And where we went, uh, coyote hunting, the second place we went coyote hunting, that's where I spent all my time turkey hunting last year. And um, I had great action on the roost the second season for like the first day or two. Then after that, I didn't hear nothing on the roost, uh, didn't hear anything on the ground, nothing. So I could have killed a Jake opening morning, but honestly, I thought it was a hen until it started walking away. <laughs> So I didn't, but, um, I've seen a lot of good, a lot of gobblers out there, but no, I know that two people killed him in that zone, in that general area, the, on, for first season. And I had at least three or four people hunting the same zone as me second season. So I don't know if it's just cause it's easy access and. You know, it's pretty wide open with a, right. some good timber. Some I know that I know that they roost there because I used to. Um, on my way home from work, I drive past that spot, and I used to just walk around the woods calling, and I'd always get something to strike up. But I don't know if you know this or not about turkeys, but fuck turkeys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fuck, <laughs> fuck turkeys. I honestly, I can't. I hate turkey hunting. I don't hate it, but I just do not care one bit. I do it because it's something to do. But if if my wife or a, some, a buddy or if work calls me, I'm going to do something else every time. Yeah. The only reason I started to care as much because <clears throat> my buddy, my old roommate that moved, he is ate up with it. And so is my cousin. So they are always, you know, wanting to go, wanting to talk about it, wanting to make plans. I'm like, yeah, just call me like if you find nobody else. Right. No, I enjoyed a lot just because you can move around, you can be somewhat loud you're calling it's interactive if they're there but i just suck at it yeah and i also i think i can i think i probably do more harm than good i'm not bad at calling by any means but i don't put any effort into learning decoy setups and i don't like i i don't i I don't know maybe it's the the just because i'm so into like hardcore into deer hunting but i just don't like moving around a lot. I always think like I'm moving too much. I can yeah. stick out like a sore thumb. Like I, I, every, every time I crest a hill, I think that there's something on the other side about ready to run off. And that happens more often than I care to admit. Well, when, when Bigfoot's walking around the fucking woods, it's hard to hide seven foot, 200 pounds, <laughs> 250 pounds. More like six, five, 270. I was close. Yeah. It's hard to hide that. Um, that's true. But yeah, well, and you talked about like learning. My my problem is is it's hard to learn whenever I can only hunt for fucking three days. Yeah. Like, cause the lottery sucks. I know I've talked about that. Like, so I get one tag. Well, you can get up to three tags. That's that's on you. They were gone. For so I got I got well if seasons. you want public ground, you have to get first lottery. Right. Which I got. But you can get private ground over the counter or the second all out. lottery. Yeah. They were not out. I'm telling you, by the time I so I went to Rural King as the day. Oh, because you waited till the, the third lottery was over. You can this year they let you do three. You put you put applications in for all three lotteries. I did that. Yeah, and, and they, so you they put, sent me a check back for third lottery because I didn't get a tag. I just cashed it yesterday. 
And then as the day that over the counter opened, I went to Rural King and their machine was down. So I went to Walmart and they were they were, they were saying they're updating the machines and the system. Yeah, they and did, everything. DNR just did a lot of updates. So I got online and looked at the available tags and there was zero for Kohl's. There was zero anywhere else that I have permission. Um, so it even like blows. Yeah. So like, how lucky. do I learn if I can only hunt a total of? Yeah, I'm lucky. With I'll say ten days. Let's say I, I was able to hunt ten days out yeah. of three. Let's say you got three tags and you can hunt ten days right. in three seasons. Yeah, I'm just lucky because I I have a lot of property I can hunt in a lot of different counties. Right. I don't have that. But I just got to do some driving. So well. let's talk about that. Obviously, with deer hunting, um, I know you do public land around here because it's just proximity. Right. You're close to it, but um, you know, talk about obviously the stuff that your private stuff and then what you're doing right now. Leading up, um, well, I got um, a farm. I it's I don't own it, but I consider it in the family. <clears throat> it's about six hundred and eighty acres of river bottoms, and it's primo. If I I put it this way, I always tell everybody if I owned that, I would never hunt anywhere else. And where's that at? I mean, general location. Um, you ever seen Awesome Powers where they like insert? A tracking device and fat bastard. So I've like, seen it. I've so seen awesome you. powers in so long. Before you go, well, there. the thing is that this there's there's people that I don't care for that also have permission. Right. So and there's a couple locals that watch out for me. I'm friends with one of the farmers, but the it's about uh, it's it's east of it's between Springfield and Decatur. Like, it's not uh, too terribly far. No, up by the interstate kind of but um yeah that's i've been hunting there since i was six and my grandpa's been hunting there since the 60s uh, so he um i'm pretty familiar with that spot but i i absolutely love that place and well how long is it monsters how long does it take you to get there from your house from my house depends on the weather but if it's if it's dry and it's daylight 45 minutes yeah but it takes me 30 to get to the good public spots from my house sure like if i go to the west side of the lake i can get there in 20 but if i go to the where i like to go then it's longer than that like where i took you that one time yeah. or, or where you helped me check my deer yeah. that's a 35 40 minute drive from my house. that's about the same for me too i think but the uh when I lived closer to Decatur, there was a lot of places that were closer. But the um, I've got that place. I don't really do anything because it's got crops on it as far as land management. The It wasn't CRP, but the bottoms flood so often they took it all out of that. They used to plant the bottoms too, which I'm glad they don't anymore. It's all grown up and it's really good bedding now. Right. But there's there's just so many deer there. There's so many good deer. And it's it's cut into sections like we have one spot that's like one section of timber we call it the oak timber one section of timber we call it the hickory timber then we've got the river bottoms and it's all broken up none of the timber sections are connected there's ag fields in between and bedding areas in between and <clears throat> there's some commercial farmers nearby and stuff and then you got the river that's like the natural boundary basically what you would kind of dream of yeah having a property of yeah, it's it's. I mean, there's some asshole neighbors. I wish I could get off. I had some stuff stolen. 
and the uh, the farmers with the bat for me. They're like, I think I might know who that is. And then they they went and beat down his door and were like, Hey, stop fucking with this kid. Yeah. Because I've caught some I've caught some people on that on there, some locals that had, shouldn't have been there, but they know the that they, you know they live right around the corner. So if they wanted to go do some some hairy shit, they can oh, get yeah. away with it. So and we're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. But then I've got my own farm over in Pike County, PCT DHA headquarters. Do you? <laughs> and uh, they, I, that's where I do all my land management. You got any new applications for that? No, no. I mean, I get emails every once in a while, people that that want to join. But a lot of the time, I'm like, dude, you live in Virginia. I'm not really interested in someone from Virginia. Not only that, like I got people emailing me from their work email. I'm like, dude. Come on. Yeah. Like, this is not. Dude, I'm so mad that my doe head got stolen by coyotes. Did I tell you about that? Mm -hmm. So, I, the one I shot in the back of the head, mm -hmm. I was like, that's going in the pig pen for sure. And so, I wanted to put it out. The neighbor owns property behind my house. And there's a fence, a uh, metal fence for the barrier of the, or the boundary line of the field and then the grass field. And so, I didn't have any wire. So I just took like really thick zip ties and zip tied it to the um, fence so that the critters could eat all the flesh and shit off of it. Yeah. I went out there a week later and it was gone. Coyotes had ripped it off and broke the, they like chewed off the um, zip ties and took the head. So I have no idea where it went. I'm fucking pissed. And that, but then I went and bought a, a turkey pot mm -hmm. so I could boil the boar head. I'm like, should have just done that at the beginning. I have it. Yeah. So I got a couple dead heads. I'm gonna make into euro mounts for my nephews for Christmas. They don't know about it yet, but they don't listen. So, do that boiling process. The way to go. Well, sure. these these I found they were pretty much picked clean as is, and one of them's yeah. buried. One of, I got one. I've had one buried for a year. I got one buried as well. And then the other one was picked clean pretty much. So I'm just gonna. It's just sitting in the in front of my garage. I'm gonna let the bugs eat on it and then clean it up and. Well, if you need a bleach and just throw it over here and it took that that head took like 10 15 minutes in that solution boiling it came out water and shit so, so yeah i'll have to hit you up for that and then uh anyways but anyway yeah so at my home farm it's kind of a bitch because you gotta i got so many things i'm doing it all myself right now really my yeah i guess members co-workers yeah my fellow members my <laughs> comrades and they can only make it they don't live by me necessarily so they can only make it over so often and one of them lives down south a couple of them do and uh the one with all the equipment lives probably the farthest that's and, the biggest problem yeah so i do a lot of shit with a cub cadet lawnmower that's and, all that that's hilarious and uh <laughs> we got a trail system that my grandpa mowed years ago and we just keep it as is because it works pretty well and it's good for access as good as we can get really um from the house all the trails like spider out from the house that we built but um i've got about an acre and some change of food plots on it so what um, kind of food plots are you running one of them uh didn't have anything in it last year it was just um grass and um, bullshit um what we whatever fescue grew in there mm -hmm. that one is a it's a smaller probably 
eighth of an acre kill plot. That one I've put enough, I mean, I've taken care of it enough to where it's pretty much bare dirt now. So I'm just waiting to work it up. And I'm going to put a brassica oat blend in there probably sometime early August if I can get some rain. But the big plot I do, uh, Ladino Clover year-round, I just keep it mowed. The biggest problem is is that I bought a um, a swisher mower for when the weeds get out of hand. But the my lawnmower mows it too short. And I need to mow it about six, seven inches. The lawnmower, the deck only goes up to four. So I'll I, I have the same problem. Yeah, I'll mow it down <laughs> to four at the first cut to try and get myself ahead of the weeds in the grass. Because the weeds aren't really the issue anymore because I've had this plot for so many years. I frost seed into it every year. Yeah. The clover is getting nice and thick, but the grass is more of an issue. And I can put clethodim down, which clethodim is a grass-only herbicide. The problem is it's fucking expensive. And if you miss a spot, then that grass just gets taller and taller. And sometimes uh, that grass will die, but then you get some rain and a shit ton of new grass will just come up where that grass was, like the water grass, that really light-colored shit. But um, So I bought a Swisher pull-behind mower for my four-wheeler, and that thing does the job. It's just the problem is I got... The battery went bad on it, so I got a new battery, and the battery's too small, so I got to charge it every time I use it. And I don't want to go back to Rural King and spend 50 bucks on a new battery just because I bought a too small one last time. Too fast. I did. I'm, I I don't make the big money. Face, like Facebook Marketplace, man. I'm sure you can find a battery. A lawnmower battery? Absolutely. Or, a, or it's actually bigger than a lawnmower battery. Yeah. If you can find used lingerie <laughs> that's true. slightly used on Facebook Marketplace, I'm sure you can find a battery. I'm sure I could too. I'm just not going to drive to Effingham to save ten bucks. But anyway, then don't bitch about your little battery. That's why I charge <laughs> it every time. And my the mower deck on that Swisher is six foot wide, and or sorry, five foot wide, sixty inches. And my trailer is exactly sixty <laughs> inches wide. So I have to borrow my brother-in-law's trailer if I need to use it, and that's a bitch because it's like the family trailer so i gotta run it by three different people to borrow it but anyway so i got i'm gonna that one food plot is gonna do pretty well i have a feeling and i just bought a like a a disc aerator yesterday at a garage sale i was actually running i was running radar and uh in the uh, in this alley and next and this guy's got a shed next door and he just and they're having garage sales around town right now. And this guy just opens his garage door and starts walking all the stuff out to the curb. So I pull up and I was like, hey, what do you want for that? Like 15 bucks. And I know for a fact, AgriFab sells those for 110. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> so I went and bought it, put it in the trunk of the car. And Did you ask him if he had a spare battery? No. I mean, the ba- I'll figure the battery out. I'm, I'm looking for like a used Colta Packer, but I can make one of those. But I, I'm looking for a used cold packer or something like I got. So what I got now, I'm pretty okay with. Then I got another small plot that I'm telling you, it's probably 80 feet by 40 feet. It's tiny, tiny. Right. And it's in the woods, just in a dead spot. And I'm going to probably put some throw and grow bullshit in there. Um, so did you, you got your degree in like tree hugging, right? 
I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you learn about all this shit? And like, did you try to learn in college? Yes and no. You're I guess, basically speaking Spanish to me. Um, my degrees in biology with an emphasis in e- ecology and a minor in environmental science. So I had, I tried to get a job at the Wisconsin DNR at a college and I had an internship with them, but it, I had to go back and play football for my senior season. And then by the time I graduated, all the jobs that I thought I could get were already taken. So, um, I moved back home and basically I haven't used my degree for anything since, but yeah, I took a lot of, uh, reclamation classes, um, environmental law, soils, biology, geography, um, geology, stuff like that. So I have a, a lot of chemistry too. I'm two classes away from a chemistry thing as well, but I just never, I just don't want to go back to school. But um, is that because you enjoy deer hunting so much you want to learn everything about it? Or is it because you just have a natural, like you just are interested that in that stuff? That was like when I was in school, what I chose. Yeah. That was just what I was interested okay. in. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work at the DNR or some sort of right. fish and wildlife agency. <laughs> and it's not off the table. I just have. Sure. It's just I'm so far behind all my um, uh, classmates in school took all these cool unpaid internships and shit. And I was like, I'm, I'm my family's I'm white trash, dude. I can't fucking take unpaid internships. Yeah. I got to eat. So um, and I'll be damned if I'm going to ask my mom for a check when she doesn't have any money to spare anyway. So you should sell your body. I thought about it. Thought about it, but I never got to that point. It was too ugly. But <laughs> that's uh, a good thing about this pandemic. So you can wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm beyond that. Pandemic came t- five years, eight years too late. <laughs> but, um, but no. So I have a I have a pretty good grasp on, you know, soils and, you know, small small time agriculture as well. I'll call it. That's what food plotting is essentially. It's just small small time small scale agriculture but i read so much don higgins jeff sturgis qdma website i read all that shit all the time when it's spring and summer and i it's gotten me a lot it's gotten me quite a good a long ways compared to where i started the um the thing I never really fuck with soil tests. I just I, you, there's a website out there called Web Soil Survey. I use that. Um, it's basically like GIS. You can find your spot on a map and then basically put up like a an area, like pick choose an area using waypoints and stuff, and it'll tell you what the slope of the ground is, what your soil type is, all that stuff. Super nerdy. Yeah, essentially everything except pH, like everything you need to know except pH, which I'm not too worried about it because you get enough of dead organic matter that you can work into the soil, you're going to be fine on your soil as long as it's not super sandy or super shitty, but especially in our region anyway, Yeah, in this state, this area. But I've got nice loamy soil, so it's really not an issue growing anything. The problem that I always run into is it's always user error. Like I use, I have to use all ATV or lawnmower equipment, hand equipment. <laughs> so 
hand spreaders. So, you know, sometimes it's thicker over here than it is over here. Sure. That's why frosting is a big deal for me. I try to get as much clover in the ground in that big pot as I can in the spring or when it's snowy. Um, give it a head start. So are you aiming your, say, product towards like early season food or late season food or like what's what's the goal or do you um, have like a, a plot that has both? The clover I did for just general attractant, like a deer attractant, and it, it's year-round food because the more food you've got, the better your fawns are going to be, sure. the healthier your does are going to be, in my opinion. Unless they'll travel. I mean, right. Well, and I'm not trying to stack deer on my property necessarily in the spring and summer. I just want them to have something to eat. Sure. And the where my farm is or property is the big ag they gotta travel you know half half three quarters of a mile to get to it the the neighbors all do hay and crp so about a mile south of me if not even a mile there's a big ag operation and then north east of me about three quarters of a mile there's a big ag operation but other than that it's all um uh, food plots. So I just try and throw something out there. And then the, that really tiny plot where that's bare ground right now that I'm going to put that brassica oat thing in, that is probably the best, one of the best stands on my property. I've, there's a huge cottonwood tree that we put a, a stand up. Me and my cousin did a couple years ago. It's probably 20, 25 feet up. Um, because the tree grew out of a ditch and that's, we can shoot into that plot from that stand and that's probably the best stand. That's why I chose that spot. And I had, when we bought the property, there was the program it was in, they planted a shit ton of walnut trees, right? Like small sapling walnut trees right before um, we bought it. And they're all in, um, they're finally, most of them are like, not most, but some of them, a lot of them are dead. They just didn't make it. So they're just making the brush, like the fields, the, grass and stuff is all got all these walnut trees in and it's a really brushy in there now so it's hard to basically make a food plot in this grass without cutting trees down or anything so i just choose where i can get food plots in and then put them where i can but uh it's working out for us right now we've got killed a couple nice deer last couple years off of there Spencer yeah. just got his mount back I yesterday. I saw that. It's a nice looking deer. It is a good deer. And that was off that property? Mm-hmm. The About through 400 yards south of, or north of where I'm talking about. Okay. So, uh, obviously, you have set stands there. And then I know that you're super mobile when it comes to public. Mm-hmm. I do Do you both. get mobile on that yes. property as well? Yes. I, um, I don't. Since when I lived in Springfield, I went there a lot. And hunted by myself a lot because it was 45 minutes, just hammer down, get there, sure. no problem. And my cousin still does that. He still goes over there and just there and back. Now I live where I live. Now it's, you got to plan a weekend right. around it. You're not just going over there and coming back. So I'm usually, I use that spot, that property. I leave it alone a lot. I don't go over there if I don't need to. I only go over there if I'm getting something on camera. The weather's right, the the wind is right, and I got time. So otherwise, it's just 
where me and the boys congregate. We'll we'll meet up there and we'll go for the weekend or we have a pro staff outing every year and we make it kind of our little cool. company party. And uh, that's why I have all the set stands there because it's not that big of a piece. So it's easy to do the set and forget method. But when all my boys are over there, there's only, you know, it's we don't want to hunt on top of each other. Sure. So, and we don't necessarily want to hunt out of ladder stands if we're bow hunting. So, um, I'll just set up wherever, sure. wherever, you know, if there's a dead spot, cause no one else will bring their climber or whatever. So <clears throat> I'll just walk in, find a tree, climb up in the lone wolf and hunt for the morning and, or whatever, if someone else is in my other stands. And it's hard cause the, you got to play the wind when, with set stands quite a bit, you can't really move. So if so, if I send someone else to a stand, I'll just pack, put my stand on my back and go find someplace. Um, you mentioned cameras one, how many are you running and when are you putting those out? And then three, um, how much, so say you put them out, if you do put them out now, how much are you really even paying attention to anything you're getting? Or is it just kind of a documenting certain deer? Well, I want to put them on food, um, no matter what. Like as soon as, as soon as I think the plots are mature enough to where they're going to draw the deer, I'll throw one up. Which like is I, that happening like right around now? Uh, well, I was just over there mowing on Tuesday. Today is what Friday? Yeah. Okay. I was just over there mowing on Tuesday, and I was I thought I was going to take my nephews with me, but they had to they had some other shit to do their baseball game or whatever. So. I uh, I loaded up a lot of trail cams, updated the firmware on some cameras, and uh, planned on taking them in the woods and throwing up a couple cameras just because they were going to be with me. But what I ended up doing is I just put up uh, a few over the just because I was over there. And there's no sense if I'm going to, and I had a pretty light day at work. So I figured I was done mowing by noon. So I figured I'll just throw up some cameras. But and the good part about that is I can just drive the lawnmower yep. to where I wouldn't set them up. Right. So I put up six cameras. I I flood that place with cameras just because the um I let most of them soak. I don't really I only check the cameras when I hunt. I don't do it in the summer. I don't go into the woods in the summer. I put the camera in there and then I'm out until fall. And so they're not cell. The I have two cell cameras now, and I I pre-ordered two of the new reveal cameras a while ago, a little while ago. But I ordered those through Gander, Gander Camping World or whatever, and they just they just took my money like this week. So I don't know if they're starting to crank them out. Yeah, if they got them in or what. But I ordered I put in my order for those a while ago. Uh so I think I'll get those in the next couple weeks probably. And then probably get a couple more. Just look for some sales on how much you pay for the new ones. I think they're one twenty a piece, something like that. Yeah. But I said those yeah got lucky and snagged the the first the reveal. Yeah, they had one at a Walmart here in Mattoon for hundred bucks, just randomly. Yeah, I think they were they're in and out of shields. They're you know 
usually they sell out in three days. Yeah. But my cousin lives right right down the road from a shield. So when it, whenever they're on the shelves, he'll send out a group text. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, who wants what? Yeah, because they won't even sell them online. No, that, that's go. like a deal they <laughs> yeah. have. Like you can, if you go to Tacticam's website, Bill, it says um, in store only. Like they don't even put them on the website because they sell out in like half a second. It's yeah. Crazy. Anyways, but so I put up a couple. I put one on the big plot, or actually, I put two on the big plot because the plot is it's oval shaped. So I know the people at home can't see what <laughs> I'm doing, but it's pretty much just like this. But if you round the corners, right. And I've got a T-post right here with a camera on it. And then I have an old tool trailer that my grandpa built to haul tools. And he turned that into a deer blind. He parked it in this cedar tree. It's been there for 10 years. And that's the only place he hunts anymore because he doesn't like getting up in trees or anything. He doesn't like climbing ladders. He's in his 80s. So I've got a a gun blind here for this food plot. And then I got a T-post right in front of it. But the the camera here won't reach right. probably past side. the two-thirds of here. And I got a nice trail coming here, and I got a nice trail with always got a scrape on it coming here. So I put another camera here facing this way. Right. So I got two cameras on the big plot, one camera on the small plot. Um, two, I put both cell cameras kind of close to each other. On just really hot trails that go past that um, really tall stand in this cottonwood tree. I never put cell cameras over there before, but I did that this year just because I'm not going to be able to go to that big farm yet because sure. it fl- it's flooded right now. The bottoms are where I, um, uh, where I typically put the cell cameras just because it's so far to walk. It's at least a mile to get from where I park to the bottoms. So I always put the cell cameras down there as long as I've had them, which has only been two years or one season two calendar years but um then i just put a couple cheapo cell cameras on some mock scrapes i just made and then i'll eventually i'll just throw some scent in there for good measure but um just on trails just random spots i haven't gone in the woods yet that'll that'll be later but i don't i'm not going to check them on that spot and i'm not really going to put any stock into anything i see until probably late august september it's right now it's just get them out and let them let them sit and then if i need to change the batteries i will i don't necessarily care about lithium batteries i don't spend the money on lithium batteries i had a bad bad experience with those because you get a dead cell in one of them and it ruins the whole camera last year i spent some money on a shit ton of lithiums and ooh, put them in about 10 cameras and most of them because the one battery had a bad cell, they were dead in two weeks. And I let them soak for six months, and I got two weeks worth of Dude, that's the worst. Yeah. So I won't put down any cameras probably on public until maybe August. So I guess we can transition there. Um, how many do you usually run on public? Last year was the first year I did it. Okay. And I think I had three. Okay. Well, no. Five, five total. Two I put out last, like Memorial Day weekend last year, because I had time. They were way back, back, like where I sent you that Snapchat of all those turkeys in that field. Um, I don't have Snapchat. In February, or not Snapchat. Probably just send you a text, text, your picture or whatever. Probably. It was right after the dog died. 
Okay. The, the same day we had that conversation, mm-hmm. I was out picking up my cameras. I put those out Memorial Day weekend of 2020 and never hunted there. But, uh, um, and then I picked those up in February and they were still, um, they were still taking pictures with normal batteries and some solid deer on there, but never made it back there to hunt. Cause it's just, honestly, it's quite a bitch to get to, but then where I shot that, uh, buck or wounded that, that buck, mm-hmm. I had two cameras there, one, um, on the tree that I would sit in and then another one, you know, up the, in a different ridge. I got one card stolen out of there, um, where I actually hunted that and shot that deer. I didn't have any cameras up there, but I used the cameras from that bedding area to set up up there. And that's where I found all those awesome scrapes and the bedding and the other bedding area. Um, then I had one, uh, kind of close to where we went hunting that one day, but on the South side of the lake. And I had bad ass pictures of an absolute fucking monster on that camera. And then someone stole it. Damn. I checked it in December. When I was back there bow hunting. And the problem is, is there's a lot of good bedding in there. So, and it's narrow. The where where you can walk is really narrow. So it's hard to get to someplace. Uh, That's a place I'd have to come by water. Right. So I checked it. Yeah. I mean, it it wouldn't be far from the boat ramp, but like as the crow flies, but It'd be, it was so be a bitch. It'd take us quite a ways just to paddle, especially if the wind was bad. But like, I got access to boats, but kayaking sounds cooler. I've got three boats and no motors right now. So, <laughs> um, but I have talked to Tyler about using his boat, and he's like, yeah, it's just a pain in the ass, but it works. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I checked that in December, put that out. I put that out opening day, actually. Put that camera out opening day. It was there the whole time, no issues. Checked in December, went back in January, camera's gone. So, Fuck yeah. didn't have an issue all season. And then I go back a month after, and I don't know. And there's no stands out there. There's no, I didn't see any other stands, no cameras, no nothing. I don't know why anyone would have been, because there's no logical reason for this deer to be where it was. Like, you, there's no food there. There's water on three sides. Like, it doesn't make sense. Hmm. But I put a camera there because I thought that there was good bedding in there, and fuck, I was right. And I don't, and I've never seen a soul walk that walk over there. Never seen a boat over there. Nothing. And during the season, I drive past it on the way home every day. And there were people hunting in there, but I know where they were hunting. Right. And I guess someone just started walking one day and was like, "Oh, hey, there's a camera. I'm gonna steal it." I want to put cell cams out, but I won't there. No, not on the, absolutely not on the way. But I want to because obviously it sells, so you get instant. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm just so worried. Like, I always think, like, yeah, if they steal it, then so be it. I'll have a picture of them, but no, they could come up the backside of the tree. And right. There's, I mean, Exodus has a, a, YouTube, a video on their YouTube 
about how to camouflage cell cameras. And me and my cousin put out a video two years ago on our YouTube channel. He made a video about how to how he camouflages his public land cell camera, pub not cell cameras, public land cameras. Yeah. And it's worked pretty well. Yeah. The only time anyone's ever found a camera that I camouflaged was because they were hunting in that tree. So, well, I had a kid, I had one camera out last year and it was in a spot that I for sure thought it was going to get stolen. But I think my problem is, is it was such a shitty spot to hunt and everybody else knew that it was just a waste of time. So nobody hunted there. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. I had, I had only one actual camera stolen. I had a, one or two cards stolen. And then I had one camera that I had pictures of a dude <coughs> walking around in there in October. And then I went back to get that camera later and all the pictures of that guy on it were deleted. So that that guy checked, checked the camera, didn't steal it. Thank you for that. If you're yeah. listening, appreciate you. And but deleted all the pictures of him. That's hilarious. But I already had him. So. so weird. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was the same guy that when I was the two days later when I was trying to track my deer, was looking for crows or whatever. Two days after you guys had helped me, I walked up to that stand to check the camera, see if that deer was on the camera, and the dude was hunting in that tree. Yeah, so I remember I, you talking about no, that. Yeah, no, it yeah. was him. But <laughs> I ain't worried about it. So yeah, last year I put five cameras out. I had one or two cards and one camera stolen, but I did not hide them as well as I should have. Like I didn't put them high enough in the you tree. You shouldn't fucking have to. I know. It's so dumb. I know. If you're listening to this and you steal cameras, fuck you. Turn off this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck you. I don't want you listening to my shit. Like, why can't we just be de- decent human beings and respect other people's shit? Right. And not only that, it's public ground. You know how many fucking acres there are? Oh my God. It's and crazy. The, it's, I thought it's, I, I got a lot of pictures of out of towners walking around in their orange and they're all looking at the camera. Like they, they know they can't do a damn thing about it because it's eight feet in a tree, Right. but they're looking at it and they walk up to the base of the tree and they look like they're trying to fuck with it or trying to reach it with their gun yeah. or something. I'm like, why? Right. Why? I don't give a fuck about your ugly face, dude. No. And I don't care that you're in here. If anything, the fact that you're in here is going to make me not come in here for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Dude, it so yeah, it pisses me off, but it is what it is, but I'll just have to work on, camouflaging them better and i'll just make sure i have a consistent system about how i hide them where i put them this is a joke before anybody takes this literal but we could put like little mini ieds in them and then people take them. <laughs> but, kidding. well then you lose the camera kidding it was, I'd, already, I'd, I'd rather, it was already lost I, well i'd rather take a chance on uh someone just checking the card than yeah. blowing up a camera. well i'm saying you know once it's, we confirm it's stolen then you just yeah and i also don't put anything out there worth more than $30. So, yeah, but still $30 is $30. And I have a shit ton of cameras, but a lot of them I've had for so long. I need to replace them. Like I bought a lot of stealth cams when I was like in high school. Yeah. Back stealth right over there. Sweet pack. Yeah. I got it. I Good bought cameras. a lot of the ones I have have worked. Okay. Yeah. But they're the older models, obviously, but yeah. I got a lot of, I got to replace a lot of those. I'm kind of digging the $25 Tascos for what they are. Dude, they're every day of the year at Walmart. They're like twenty five bucks, and eight megapixel tax Tascos IR cameras. They're not blackouts or anything, but they make a blackout version for like fifty bucks. But the uh, for what they are, I'm kind of digging them. They're like they're a 
box, like a cube almost. So they're not slim whatsoever, but I I don't mind them at all. Yeah. They 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 work for me. As long as you can hide them. Yeah, I mean, and they're flat brown. So I I tend to I have a couple private spots, but they're just nothing. They're they're not great. Um, there's not a lot of deer on them, so I go more public. It's not because I like beat my chest because I'm a public hunter or anything like that. I still suck no matter where I'm at. Shout so, out Brian Rogers. Brian Rogers, my man. But like whatever. I don't give a fuck if you hunt private public. As long as you're hunting, that's cool. Um but I just I hunt public because it's more convenient for me. Yeah. Because I don't have the spots. So my interest is in is finding out like how you're treating this time of the year for scouting, what you're looking for you're a fucking tree hugger. Are there certain trees or plants okay. or, you know, what I'm like, yeah, you, you pick a, a, a plot of woods from an aerial where you starting and shit like that. Okay. For me right now, I'm not really doing anything. It's too hot really. Right yeah. Now, well, when I was brand new to the lake, I was looking for any reason to go walk around. Right. Now I'm like, I got a couple spots that I'm pretty confident in. I don't necessarily need to go trumping around right now. Um, later in the summer, I will, Yeah. but if I were to be out right now and disclaimer, I am no expert. I just have deer hunted a lot. And for so long that I know what I'm doing, it's just hard for me to get it done. Sure. Cause I'm kind of my own worst enemy. Right. But, uh, I consider myself knowledgeable. If I were <laughs> out right now, I would be looking for. Because it's green enough now that it's essentially going to look the same in October. I would be looking for bedding, food, and places that are in between, travel corridors. Obviously, all this bullshit that you hear everybody talk about. But I would be looking for spots to scout later than I would be walking around the woods in June. So. If you wanted to, like me, I'm not going to put out any cameras on the lake until August right? or whatever. So I'm not necessarily worried about deer inventory or. I can understand put them early, like if you have a, a farm and right, specific the, deer. Yeah. The longer you put them out on public, the more chance they are to get stolen. Right. And patterns change so much. That it's right. Like, so I would just be looking for. I would be looking on maps for areas you want to look at later. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into boots on the ground right now. But if you have your own ground, private ground or whatever, then I guess inventory purposes or um, checking out fawns, seeing if deer hitting your food sources, things like that. Now, mock, you, mock scrapes. I would put out mock scrapes. I was just about to ask if you're I mean, out. why not? And, and how do you do it? Do you do the rope or... I just look like spots that look like they would have a scrape in them, like low hanging branches. Sure. Um, I used to be really bad at them. I used to just find a spot and like make it make a scrape of my foot, and I wouldn't do anything with the tree. Sure. Well, since I started looking on how people make really good mock scrapes, the the tree above it is just as sexy as the bare dirt. Well, you mentioned him, Jester. Just he does it a lot. Yeah, they, I know that about. those like. A lot of guys use the ropes and the vines and stuff, mm -hmm. and that's a good, that's a, a great option. I just don't. Right. I just, or I'm not saying I'm opposed either. I just haven't. 
Um, but the, I just use typical low hanging horizontal branches, break off the tips, have that tip dang, dangle down, make it look like, and I rip the leaves off. Mm-hmm. I'll strip the leaves off of my hand, <laughs> make it look like it's been chewed on, like mess around with like my pliers or something. Sure. And then, uh, just leave it as is clear the dirt and I'll pull a lot of times when you mess around, start digging the stuff with your boots. All you do is you mash down the grass. You don't necessarily get the grass out of there. So I'll sit there and I'll make sure I pick all the clumps of grass out of there and shit. And then if, if I have a weed eater, I'll weed eat around it so that they're not, so that the grass is tall, they can walk past it and they'll see it better. But I um, put those cameras out on Monday or Tuesday. And I have a, one of the cell cams is on a mock scrape and I already have had two deer. I don't know if they're does or bucks because it was kind of grainy at first light, but two deer hit one of those mock scrapes already. So you don't use any scents? I, I plan on, I haven't in the past. Okay. I plan on just some, some cheap bucks in. There's probably better versions. Do you out piss there. on them? I, yeah. Yeah, I do. Sometimes just because I have to piss. Right. Sometimes it's like, why not? Yeah. It all turns to ammonia after a couple hours. Yeah. Testosterone. Yeah. I can smell that shit. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, that's what I'll do on my private spot. I mean, and I, I typically switch up my camera strategy every year as far as what I'll do with what time of the year I put them out. Cause I just get antsy and I got a box of 30 plus stroke cameras sitting in my garage and, um, it's hard not to get excited. Right. And it's something to do in the summertime. Yeah. I get tired of just driving over there just to mow and stuff. So right. I'll uh, look for reasons to do stuff like that. But yeah, I guess right now, if you have your own ground, mock scrapes and food sources, and then don't expect much on the mock scrapes. I don't know this for a fact, but I just haven't seen many deer hit scrapes in the summer, but I know they do. They may not start digging at it, but they'll walk or they'll walk past it and sniff it. But don't expect much. But as far as public ground goes, it is what it is. You're going to, if it's a vast, you know, expanse of public land with hills and you got to drive a ways to get there. Then if you can get out, get out. It's being out there is better than not. But as far as me being so close and really uh, not having a whole lot of reason to be over there, because I have some spots that I know are going to have deer and I'm going to have nice, good deer. At least I think. And especially since, well, uh, how do you find those? Is it my, like, and I know we kind okay, of went off right. topic. Okay, so you want to go back to how I found yeah, those spots? I, I okay. kind of went off topic, but back to like you know, like plants or food sources. Okay, you're seeing right now that you're thinking, okay, later all in right, and I could go back to this. This is okay. All right, this is this is probably a better idea to go in this direction. The um, bedding, deer bed where they bed. I'm a firm believer in that. So. The thicker the shit, the more isolated it is, the better chance you're going to have deer bedding in there. That's kind of how I go about it. I don't really seek out bedding areas if I'll stumble upon one. Or you can almost see, like, sometimes you can see them from a map. But Onyx is a big deal for me. I fuck around on Onyx a lot. Just sometimes I'm just moving shit around, looking at shit. Um, uh, Terrain, if you have terrain, that can dictate travel routes a lot. So explain that. Um, the because like I go I go over to Lake Shelbyville and I'm like there's so many fucking hills and fingers and like I don't even know where to start. 
I I think that okay, obviously you know how to read topo lines, right? Yeah. Okay. The steeper it is, mm-hmm. closer they are. Yeah, they I avoid I put I like to put my back to that. And then if there's drainages or ditches or ravines that are somewhat gradual, I like to consider those travel travel routes. Okay. Makes sense. Because in between those, there's going to be those those humps and those essentially plateaus. And I'm speaking like where I shot that deer, this is how I attacked this piece, okay, this spot. There's that big flat at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I walked down there and I said, this looks like bedding area. And I, it just, it was, it was tore up with rubs and scrapes. Oh my God, it was nuts. And so then you backtrack, you got those two hilltops. So what, the- sorry, I hate to cut you off, but what stops you from like, I would be excited. I'd be like, I need to be in here. I, I was, I, okay. I made that mistake. And why, why is that a mistake? Because the uh, I learned this from the cameras. I wasn't seeing any much when I hunted down there, and if I was, it was the wind does weird things in that bottom, and I was getting scented on the west hill, the hill to the west, or that ridge top to the west where I walk in on. And I've seen I've actually had a lot of luck hunting that that ridge top to the west of there where you found that stand right off the water. Yes. I've had good luck hunting over there just because there's acorns and it's right. It's, I don't have to walk in very far, but I put that camera down there and I was getting deer coming from the North and then from the East and West, never had deer coming from the South. Really? I always said I had deer going there, but I never really had deer coming back that, you know, North from the South. So, and I was at weird times. It was like 7 PM. They're going this you know, this direction, then at, you know, two 30, they're coming this direction. And I was like, there's nothing but water over there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really had to do a lot of thinking. So I thought if I got these two bucks coming down into this bedding area in the evening, I need to backtrack. I'm too late to the game. Sure. And I was getting a lot of deer. <clears throat> I couldn't see them. They could see me. That when I was getting down out of my tree, they were blowing from they were blowing from that ridge top. Yeah. So I basically just backtracked. And, you know, I would start, I would hunt that west ridge closer to the truck. I'd see, you know, deer here and there. And then I was like, I haven't been over here yet. So one day at lunch or lunchtime, noonish, I was like, I'm just gonna go back up here, see what's up here. I go up there, there the entire ridge top is just red oaks all dropping. You can't hang in any of them because they're too skinny, but for some reason they all of them are dropping acorns. So I'm like, okay. So red oak is obviously something you want at that time of year. uh, It was just probably, I didn't know, I didn't see any white oaks in the area. So, but all these red oaks were dropping acorns. So I don't, I know that the white oaks are more palatable, but if the red oaks are available, I, they'll eat them. Right. So I just found all these red oaks dropping and I said, okay, well, there's definitely food here. And then I kept, I kept walking and I start to see these scrapes that are just absolutely monstrous. And it seems from what I remember, it was especially where you, like right where you, um, hung your set was kind of open, but just to the, what would it be East? There was a thicket. Right. Yeah. 
It got super thick in there. Yeah, and there was a lot of small trees clumped together, so I hit. I could hide okay. And then my scent was blowing off a cliff behind me. It was a south wind so that day. You're thinking that they're in that thicket. They're not going to come down. if it's too steep. They're not walking up it. Right. It's just plain and simple. Sure. So there's that creek bottom. So I just basically chose that it's best if I blow my scent into that dead area versus into this um, the, all these oak trees. Right. So that's, I guess, that's common sense at this point. But so I just hung the first tree that I was fat enough to, for me to feel comfortable. And I could felt like there was a little bit of cover. Mm-hmm. And then that deer about 10 after two just starts. I just hear crunching and that deer's just eating it. Like seriously, what gets out, comes out of that thicket, walks past the scrape, sniffs it, and just is eating acorns the whole way. But he wasn't stopping, which was weird. He wasn't stopping when he was eating. So once he got kind of in the open, he kept moving. And when I tried to stop him, he took one extra step in between when I mm-hmm. when I made my noise and he actually stopped. And by then I had already shot and the arrow just went a little far back. But that's how I found that spot. I looked at it on the map. And, well, I had a guy that I work with was like, I've been seeing this deer out in this field is absolute fucking monster i'm like okay well i'll just start looking at spots over there like in that area and i helped him track a deer near there the year before and uh i mean we were quite a ways away but general vicinity <laughs> and i was like well this seems like a pretty good pretty good area just in general and uh so I started looking at spots that were not near him, but kind of like on the other side of the, um, where we could hunt over here. And I found this spot and then I went just one random ass day in late season, late, late season. Uh-huh. I hunted down there and I was like, oh, this is kind of a badass spot. And so then I started walking. I didn't see shit that morning, but I started walking. Then I found that bedding area. I started walking around that bedding area. And this is late, late season, the, the year before and I didn't do it. I was sweating like a pig. I just, I wanted to go home. So I kind of kept that in the think bank. And then I went back the next summer and put his camera up. And then I checked the camera. Um, my first sit of that year in that spot and saw a lot of things I liked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to hunt here till it tells me otherwise. And then I started getting all these nice bucks and start putting the pieces together and it almost worked out but it's it's just kind of i had to deep think a lot deeper than i had in the past i had to look into a lot more factors and things and realize what the weather's doing in that spot what the wind does in that spot because it's it just it's a bowl essentially so coming off the water it just it just swirls and the the tricky part is you never know where the deer are going to come from but like deer in general, but, uh, yeah, I just looked for, I looked for food and then I found bedding. Yeah. I think we, sorry, just sorry. To... I found bedding, looked for food, found better bedding. With that thicket. Yeah. Away. A Cause you like that once that bottom spot with all the rubs and scrapes that I never saw a deer in so there. So that's gotta be all that's nocturnal. after dark. Yeah. yeah. Had to be because right. I saw I had a, just as many nocturnal pictures as I did daytime pictures in that spot. Yeah, that's crazy. So I just backtracked. Yeah, we just need to get 
get out together. Because, like, even whenever we, towards the end of the season, um, we went up onto, like, the, what would be the south side of that field up on that ridge top. And I had that little buck come up to me and that went around kind of by you. Oh, when we went together? Whenever, yeah, whenever yeah. I left my stick, you're like, this, this spot's where it's at. And I went in the next, maybe the next day or day after and came in from the north, which was the opposite way we came and blew 30 deer out of that exact spot. Yeah, so I've hunted there, or I haven't really hunted there in the rut or anything, because it's a bitch to get to. Yeah, it was kind of an ass. So I started coming from multiple different directions. I've only hunted there in December, and I've never been skunked. Yeah, it was good. Ever. And I've actually had two really nice bucks come in on me in December that were that were still chasing. And um, see, but like I would have never been like this is the exact spot. Like so. Well, and the thing is, I when I that's that comes back to maps. I look at shit, and a lot of times you think something's private, but it's really not. You got forty foot of right of you know dead space between the timber and this guy's crop field mm-hmm. that you can access it that normally you wouldn't think about it. And then I'll have I'll drive by it and see what the crops are. Um, on my way home from work or on my way to, to work. And cause it, by then it's usually all picked, mm-hmm. but if it's corn stubble, that's better than mowed beans. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, I look, I fuck around on maps a lot. And then I, yeah. I talk to a lot of locals or I hear shit through the grapevine and then it points me in the right direction. It's easy being there. Yeah. And so I, and I, I found a lot of, I found a lot of good places by myself too. Yeah. And I had a guy that works at the city that I went to a, well, one of my buddies went to a call at his house. And he walks in, he's just got an absolute living room full of mounts. And the call turned into a, I think you told me about this one, turned into a report number yeah. and a, hey, let's compare pins. Uh, you know, hey, uh, show me, whip out your phone. Within five minutes, my buddy and this guy both had Onyx up. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, and then he he confirmed that where we went was solid, solid spot. Yeah. It's just gonna take time and learning. Yeah. When you put me in on albino deer, that was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean the, I drive by and I see that thing out in the field all the time. That's awesome. But with backtrack to what we were saying earlier, I don't really know what to if I walk around the woods in the middle of the summer. I don't really know what I'm looking at. Sure. That's why that's why I just do cameras. Right. But the only reason I'm not doing cameras all summer on public is because I just don't want to get stolen. And right. I don't really know where to put them. I'm much better at scouting in season. Yeah. Reading what's in front of you. Yeah. The freshest yeah. shit's the best shit. Yeah. So I am, I'm just much better at scouting in season. I call so. it MRA. Most recent. Yeah. So that's what I do. Unless it's on my own, my own farm, then I'll be able to pattern shit because my cameras are out there a lot longer. But. We just need, I mean, it's too damn hot, but we need to go out once it gets a little cooler. Yeah. Now, I have thought, I don't know if you think this is a good idea or not, but, like, there's a couple of spots where I did go last year where I, I thought maybe there was a little bit of potential, but it was, like, the access was so thick. Like, yeah, I almost cried when I was going through it because I was like, I'm never going to get through this. And then, so it's like, would it? That, that, that to me, wouldn't be worth it. Well, personal. so then, well, yeah, it wasn't. Um, but now it's like, do I try to go now and even just cut out even a little path just to make it a little bit easier access because I saw deer. I mean, I got in, 
who knows what I blew out or could have been in there nice. But are you talking about the same spot we were talking about that when you came from the other direction when you left your stick there? No, okay. no this is the spot that I hunted too hard and didn't see. Shit. Oh, I know where you're at. Um, but I came in from the north, which was a completely opposite access across and, that mud flat. Um, so I, I parked on um, Bruce Finley. Yeah. But that first parking lot on the east side of the creek, there's yeah. a parking lot there. So yeah. I crossed the bridge and then hopped to the south. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Say, say no. So it was thicker than fuck. It was terrible. So it's like, now do I, I, I mean, I got in late, whatever. I got into um, kind of what I figured to be like an access point from um, a top field, ag field, so food, and then they're coming down and I bought them to bed down where they kind of, the ravines kind of cut together. When they're dry, like yeah. where they, they were, yeah. Those are solid. Yeah, so I got into that spot, got into a tree, and I had four, four dead to walk, one of them like the tree, pretty much. Um, so it, I got in the right spot, I guess, to see deer, but it was like, who knows what I blew out of, what could have been bedded in that thick shit. So now it's like, do I go now and try to cut out a little bit of a trail to get through there just to see yeah just make it easier to get from that way because nobody else accesses i can promise you nobody else accessed it yeah that way the what i would say is i i mean if you if you look on the map and you tromp around in there and you cannot absolutely cannot find a better way in like whether it be wind from the north you can't because well i'm just saying whether it be the wind or unless i go by water yeah or something if you absolutely cannot find a better route for one reason or another, then you either got to yeah. yeah, just hunt the edges or like sometimes it pays off because you may like the thick shit may just all of a sudden you may hit a wall and then all of a sudden it opens. Right. right That's right what I was up. waiting for and it never happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. There. I got a couple spots like that, but, um, the, luckily I packed light. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times if, if it's worth it to you, then sometimes you just gotta you just gotta do it. But if it's not, then I'd move on. Yeah, I, I, I found it. I found edges. a different way out. Yeah, but it wasn't fun. Yeah, well, I mean the it was less the someone you know that doesn't think like me would say, "Hey, go see if you can get permission to come from someone's yes. backyard." And I'm I'm not about that. I mean, I will ask if I have a prior relationship or right. we have a mutual friend or something. I'm not above asking. That's, that's part of why I like public is because I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to feel like you're I'm not on anyone anybody. else's time and time. Yeah. yeah, I get that. But I, I just don't like knocking on people's doors that I don't know and say, Hey, do you care if I do this? Like, Oh, it pays off. For, it pays off it for people, but I'm, I don't know. I talk to people all I day thought about having a mini resume to just hand them. Yeah. Like here, listen, my name's so-and-so. I'm a fucking turd bag. This is what I do. I'm going to respect your shit. Yeah. Because if somebody walked, somebody knocked on my front door, I was like, "Hey, can I walk onto your property and try to kill something?" I'd be like, "Fuck off my porch." Exactly. You know, like I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna, I don't know anything I'm about you. I'm gonna give you permission to park in my driveway. Yeah. So here's a resume. It shows that you can at least trust me. If I if I'm printing out a resume and handing it to you, it probably means that I'm not very disrespectful. Right. <laughs> I I've been burned by that before. There was this guy when I was growing up that my dad went to high school with, total dirtbag, but hit up my dad. He was like, hey, can I park in your driveway? I'm going to go mushroom hunt this, what, oh, this spot where we deer hunted. 
And my dad's like, yeah, whatever. Assumed he had permission. It was, he did not have permission. <laughs> and they associated me and my dad with this turd and, right. and then got kicked off. That sucks. So, I mean, I just don't, I don't necessarily, I don't, I know I'm trustworthy, but I understand that people don't have a reason to trust me. Sure. So yeah. if I can get there, you know, the all public way, I'll do it. I'm not going to say I haven't been lost before and wandered into someone's field or something because I was absolutely turned around. That's what happened that night when I was getting out. Yeah. I was just so lost. I couldn't go back the way I yeah. came. No, it, it's legitimately <laughs> happened to me before. Like I, I see, I see a, an opening, like, you know, you can tell like the tree line, you're like, okay, that's going to open up over there. Uh-huh. So you walk over the next thing you know, you are just as lost as you were. Yes. But it's easier to walk. Yes. So, but yeah, to wrap it up or to summarize, I don't necessarily know what to tell you to look for on public land. Fuck you. Yeah, thanks for the help. You heard it here first. But <laughs> I would, I would try and find food and bedding. If I was, if I were to walk around, I would try and find food and bedding. Cause you know that that's 75% of it. This is the only time that I've like thought about getting into fishing and not because I want to fish. It's because I'll be on the lake and I'll be looking like, Oh, we're going to go over to this cove and see how many blue bass are over here or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I mean, I used to fish a lot harder than I do, but I haven't gone in two years. It's not for me. Yeah. It's a, it's I got a, a lot of friends that love it. It's a party dude. If you do it right. I'm a, I was a river rat growing up. So yeah. It's a party. You just run bank poles all night and drink beer. We used to, and, we used to run some poles. Yeah. It was a good time. But yeah, so on my own property, I'm just setting up these mock scrapes. No, I had no expectations for them for the time being. But just... Sturgis just talks about, I mean... Yeah, they I mean, they, them they hit them all year round. They yeah. fucking rub their nose on them and yeah. whatever. And it's just an easy way to get pictures. I mean, they're not going to run away from one. All right. And if it all works out, like it has this year, I set up some mock scrapes that turned into really big, real scrapes, which was very nice. Yeah. Very helpful. But I don't know. Anybody listening that that watched us or that listened to us talking circles for the last 40 minutes, that's on me. But yeah, essentially, if I'm on public land, I don't necessarily see a reason to tromp around. But I was going to ask you one more thing. I forgot. Damn it! But if it's if it's a reason to get out in the woods, then by all means, just look for stuff that you think is sexy. But I'd be I'd look at a lot of maps right now. I try. I just get. I don't know if I have like ADD or ADHD or whatever the fuck they want to call it, but I just like I try to read shit. I just start thinking about other shit. Yeah, the it's for me. I recommend doing open up Onyx on a computer instead of your. Uh, phone you can see a lot more you can see a lot bigger like the bigger picture the map you're not getting distracted from other notifications yeah and i think the app works better on a computer than it does on your phone anyway Hmm. but that's just me but as far as yeah i just maps maps for me yeah once it cools down i'm gonna be getting out i mean i don't the heat doesn't really bother me i'll I'll do whatever. It's not so much the heat, the fucking bugs that come with it. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't care about walking around in the middle of the summer, but it is a bitch. It is a bitch. You tend to want to, your day gets shorter. You know, all the stuff you plan, the list of shit you plan to get done gets shorter as the day goes on. Absolutely. So, 
Not because you're getting it done either. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you're like, fuck, I'm out of t-shirts. Yes. I'm done with this. All right. Anything else? Um, we just rambled for an hour and a half. Well, I, I assume I'll be back here for too long. I'm sure you will. We're going to do another one right before season hits. Is there any other food plot shit you want to talk about? Dude, you're speaking Spanish to me when you're talking about fucking plants. and. Well, you know what's crazy? My mom's side of my family um, are up pops. I don't know if that means anything to mm-hmm. you from being in where you, you work. Like, all farmers. They even had their own seed company growing up, like, whenever I was younger. And it's all above your head. And I know it. Not a fucking thing. I can barely do the garden. <laughs> if it wasn't for Beth, I wouldn't be able to do the garden. Yeah. I grew up with a garden at my grandpa's house. It was huge. I hated it. I hate gardening. I mean, but... it's not bad. I like the idea of being more, like, self-sufficient, but is it sufficient or efficient? Self- sufficient. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Which is part of the reason I hunt. It's, you know, I've been eating meat sticks from a hog that we fucking slayed in Georgia. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Well, then let's go. Let's circle back to food plots real quick. Okay. Speak Spanish right. to me. The. See. The. And the people need to realize that. The. The food is less important now. There's no reason not to plant food plots that they can eat on in the summertime. Sure. The food's less important now, but they're going to eat it if it's there. But they're going to go to the big-ass bean fields and shit right. anyway. But when you when it comes time in the late summer to plant your food plots, like if you want to plant turnips, don't plant. you're not going to plant turnips in the spring because it's they mature in 60 days and they're going to rot. Before the deer can eat them all. They so, eat them bitches when it gets cold too, right? Uh, yeah, they can dig them up and eat the roots and shit. It's like a, it's just, I mean, it's it's a pain in the ass, but they'll do it. Right. But the plant around the weather, like if, if the bag says to plant August 1st to 15th, but you got an inch of rain coming on July 29th. Don't be a dumbass. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you don't know if that 30% chance of rain on August 10th is going to work out. Right. Now so just... get the seed in the ground when you can and figure the rest out from there. Don't yeah. and, and don't wait too long either. But if you do wait too long and your plot is fucked, you can always save it with like some rye or something. Mm-hmm. But I had bad luck with rye last year. I got it out too late, didn't get it in the ground. It was I broadcast it, didn't roll it in, didn't get it into the soil. So it sat on top of the soil and I got nothing out of it. But I remembered my question. Are you doing anything with water? As far as I know some people like make their own little oh, no. water spots or do you use water that's on your property? Do you Yeah, I have water. Like, or use cameras on yeah, 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 water yeah. spots and stuff like that. Creek crossings sometimes are solid for cameras, but I'd be careful because I have noticed through experience that the reflection of the sun off the water will give you more false triggers and bad pictures than you can even count. Yeah. So be careful with that. Creek crossings when there's like a, a really shallow spot is very solid for pictures. Um, I have a spring... Uh, like it's a stagnant pond it's spring fed on my property and it's a hot spot for deer 
um because it's always got water in it yeah and i've actually caught some solid turtles out of there too proud of you but thank you but otherwise my my farm has no just walk up and grab them by the tail yeah the the um, sometimes those really really small natural water sources can be hot spots for for sign and like social areas or whatever whatever you want to call it otherwise i have a a creek that runs through my property yeah you said that one. and um there's another pond um on the neighbors to the south i'm not worried about water there otherwise i got the river at the other farm and mm-hmm. um my public art hunts a huge lake so right I ain't too worried about it. I have no reason whatsoever to um, create your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, shout yourself out again and your company. <laughs> um, Where they can find you. Okay. Uh, Pike County Trophy Doe Hunters Association. You can get us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram's our primary. Um, that's where we're most active. We have multiple people in the organization posting on there. There's a lot of good shit on there. A lot of funny, a lot of comedy, a lot of deer hunting stuff. Um, if you want to reach me directly, it's pctdha at gmail.com. Um, if you send us a DM on our Instagram, there's a very slim chance I'll be the one responding because there's quite a few of us that have the password and get on there. Um, and you might, uh, be the recipient of a, of a text or a response from someone that isn't me after a couple of beers, there's always that <laughs> chance, but yeah, if you want to get a hold of me directly, shoot me an email. Otherwise follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and then uh good sit productions on YouTube. I mean, my cousin's YouTube, it's mostly his thing. We have been slow on there as of late because he got a promotion at work and doesn't really get any time off so our filming and editing and all that stuff we're running out of time to devote to that sure and we've got kids and i'm married now and shit like that so um otherwise that that's it we need to do some kind of doe hunting competition Mm -hmm. Didn't you yeah. talk? Did you talk about that on a different podcast? I talked to Kurt about it. That's what I thought. Yeah, at WCB. I talked to Kurt about it because I was up there at his house, and me, like I think he challenged Steve to a doe hunting competition uh, with me, and me and and I was on Steve's podcast as well. I heard and, that one as well. And Steve said we should do, we should you know do something this year and. For this coming year, well, I talked to Kurt last season. He's and they were all tagged out, and uh, he goes, "So what's up with this doe hunting competition?" He showed me, sent me a text, and it's like, "Well, just straight quantity. You and I'll be the judges for our teams, and you can, you know, anyone you want to add to your team, that's cool. Just I got my guys will all be shooting does, so I got thirteen. He's like, "Oh, well." I have to pass because I only got three. Yeah. Well, the BTBH is trying to get into this bitch, but there's only three of us. Well, we can t- we can choose like a team, like top three. Yeah, yeah you can you can split your team. Yeah, I can split my mates, guys up. You know? But yeah, and uh, he goes, and I think we're actually going to try and go out of state and shoot some other bucks. So it's yeah. fine. I was like, yeah, I we'll do it again. That. But their team. opportunities are opening up tremendously right now. Yeah, they can about do whatever they want. Right. And Steve was like, uh, he sent me a. 
or no, we said we like made a a picture. It was him with like a wrestling belt, <laughs> and then me on the other side. And the caption was like a "Doe down showdown" or "Doe down bro down showdown" or some That's shit like so that. So awesome, some dumb shit like that. I gotta meet Steve. Yeah, he's a solid dude. He's he's hilarious. He's weird as motherfucker, but he yeah. is hilarious. He's funny. And uh, uh. Yeah, I think. And that was on his Getting Strange with Stevie Moe podcast. Yeah, right? so, yeah. We talked about a lot of shit. Talked about conspiracy theories and yeah, I listened to it. it uh, sports. And we talked a lot of shit. I talked a lot of shit about sports. Talked about hunting and, um, you know, just whatever. I was I was ready for bed, though, when I recorded yeah. that one. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, he's good, dude. So, yeah, that's another podcast. Go check out. Oh, and, all, and Whitetail Legacy. You ever heard of them? I, yes, I did. Um, see that you did one with them, right? Yeah. But that, I, haven't, I haven't listened to that, that one. one. That one's a good one. It's a short one. Okay. It's a shorter episode. Uh, I talk about my um, getting attacked by all these different predators oh, yeah. last season. I had a couple of run-ins with bobcats <laughs> and coyotes and some crazy shit that happened to me in the, in the woods in the dark. That was a fun one. Yeah, so I listened to a lot of those before I stumbled across uh, working class, and then I kind of just listened to them like the whole time, all the time. Yeah, I got a couple in my rotation. I usually, and I've I've branched out again, um, but I need to go back and listen to that. I forgot you're yeah. on that one. I so. like WCB, Whitetail Legacy. I like Don Higgins' show. Yeah, um, they're you know pretty. They're same same shit every week with them. Like you know what you're gonna get. Um, Don doesn't live far from here. No, he doesn't. It could be a quick drive for him to come and hey, for coming, sit down yeah. with us. Yeah. I need, um, I need to get all of them. If you're listening, yeah, we'll shoot him an email. I promise I'll keep my cussing to a minimum. Or to a zero. I'll really try. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> promising a damn thing. Right. It kind of just comes out sometimes. That's true. It's just who I am. Um, but yeah, there, I've been on a couple episodes. If you want to know more about it, me or the organization, check those podcasts out. Um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, BTBH and... Uh, the dope Pike County doe hunters will have to do some sort of little competition for it. I just got to get Clint and Poland down with shooting deer. Yeah, if be, it doesn't have a fucking huge rack, I'm like, come on, guys, you gotta you gotta kill stuff. This is too much fun. That would be a start. I put so much time and money into the sport. I'm not walking out without right. something. La- well, last year, a chance. Last year, I only shot this doe. The, the doe that I shot, I was after some some a yeah. couple different bucks, like a couple monster bucks. All season long, I had like 20 run-ins with him and never got to never got an arrow off. But this one doe, it was during our pro staff outing, and Spencer had just shot his buck, and he sent us a group text in the deer stand like, um, "Guys, I just shot a marked unit," <laughs> and we're all like, "Holy shit!" Blah blah blah. I got the kill shot on trail camera. Nice. That is, but you can see the the point of the. Moment of impact, I caught on trail camera. That's pretty cool. And you can see his lighted knock, like the string. This, yeah, and then you can see like the deer, like just like fidgeting, like moving his shoulders. And you can see Spencer standing in the stand like that That's from this trail camera. Bad ass. Well, anyway, pictures. So this this doe walked past my stand five different times in an afternoon. I'm you're like, killed. you're done. Yep. I'm done with you now. Yep, absolutely. And I was it was not the best win for that spot, and they. For sure, like they winded me three times and then came back two more. Like I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! You're dead. You're dead." Yeah, dude, I'm coming for you. I kill him. In, I shoot him in the head, though. <laughs> well, this one, the the angle was so steep 
that uh, it, the exit hole was perfect. The entry hole got it like a spine a little bit. So I had to put another arrow in her, but yeah. she's good. Yeah, I'll have to put another arrow in whenever you shoot him in the head. That's true. That's Lights true. out. That's true. But my my accuracy is uh, in the moment. I guess I need to work on oh, that. I, I totally meant to hit this deer in the head. I know. 100%. I know. Had nothing to do with my helicopter broadheads. Your guillotines. Oh, yeah. These things are great. Have you been shooting your bow at all? Yeah. Yeah, I have not. I you know, Are you familiar with the shooter's archery over in Indiana? Not. It's just by kind of by Terre Haute. Josh McDaniels is his name. He, I like that bow shop a lot, so I'm just going to start going to him for everything I need. But I need a new string on mine bad. So I got to get that squared away and then figure out where I'm going to start putting my money. But I got to do that sooner than later. But I got new arrows, new broadheads last year, and I'm kind of I'm impressed with them. Yeah, that's a good thing about night shift is that, like, on my nights off, I have so much time that I literally have my um, is it morel block target and red red dye. I just carry it everywhere and mm-hmm. go shoot wherever. Yeah, so. the I put a new target on my wedding registry, and no one bought it. Fuckers. So that's because I wasn't invited to the wedding. Thanks for that. I would have bought you one. Dude, By the way, congratulations. Thank you. Don't get me started on the fucking wedding <laughs> shit, dude. I'm just, I'm glad it's over, I'm, but I'm glad it happened. Yeah. So. Well, congrats again. Thanks. It is what it is. We yeah. Someone over. bought me a gun safe, though. That was sweet. Nice. Yeah, shout Probably out to them. Mike. Good job, Mike. Um, but yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get some archery shit. I like where I live now, though. I have, I live on one of her family farms, so I got just room to roam. The only thing is I gotta deal with the fucking cattle. But. Oh, well, smell of money, right? Real country boy now. Yeah. Those cows do not like me. <laughs> they, they, it's so embarrassing when they, one of them gets out. They're intimidated by your large stature. No, well, it's it's embarrassing because I when the, one of them gets out, they just run away from me. But So I got to call her fucking brother, and, it, and he shows up and saves the day. <laughs> I just get made fun of. He's play soccer with cows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to be the title of this podcast, Soccer with Cows. She, uh, my wife hates it when I'll, uh, practice like with my standing sticks in the yard and then I'll just send her a Snapchat from a tree. Like she'll be in the living room and she's like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> or she's at work and I'm sending her a picture from me in a tree. Where in the fuck are you? And it's so funny. To me. Yeah. Well, it's July, so I'm not, hunting, but pretending. Yeah. I'm just practicing, baby. Practicing. All right, we'll shut up. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. We feel bad for you, but we still appreciate you. One of these days, we're gonna start making some merch. Yeah. Oh, uh, can I can I shout something else out real quick? Dude. All right. If you are interested at all in Pike County Trophy Doe Hunters hats, me and Jake and Tim, my cabinet council members, my <laughs> right and left hand man. We are going to try and, well, no, we're not going to try. We are going to open up um, hat sales to the public. And I put a post on my Instagram last year about this, but I just have not been able to get enough interest. I've had quite a few people email me about hats. They want hats. And I was like, okay, well, if I get enough interest, I will, because I got to get so many orders to make it affordable. I'm not going to charge someone 35 bucks for a fucking hat, you know? So, um, 
we're going to try and do a thing where we're going to get the, get the hats, charge a flat rate. Everyone um, pays for the hat and shipping. And then all, every dime we make above cost, we're going to donate to a fallen officer's charity. Fuck yeah. So that's in the works. Uh, if anyone's interested, please shoot me an email so that we can try and get this work. Keep out. me updated on, and I'll post on it on our stuff as well. Yeah. I'll yeah. When, when that happens, I got to talk to my guy at the print, at the print shop and get some numbers ran, but it's looking like that's on the horizon where, um, uh, we're going to try and make that happen. Cool. So hopefully get our name out there and get everyone the sweet hat and, um, donate the money to a very, very worthy cause and something that needs our attention these days. So, For sure. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, any questions, shoot me an email. Yeah, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll keep up with that on the social medias. And when you post something, I'll make sure to share it and everything like that. So yeah, I'll reach it. out to those other guys who I've talked to on other shows and see what they can That'd be help cool. out. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're, uh, we're wrapping up. Thanks for coming. Officially checking out the pig pen. Last time. We yeah, were, dude, your house, is, your house is way nicer than I thought it'd be. Kind of a scumbag. So I, I am a little bit of a scumbag, but my better half is not. Yeah, it's evident. You could say that we both, um, you and I both dated got up. Got out of our league. Yeah, dated, yeah. outpunted our coverage. Absolutely. Dated. Dude, but short story before we get done. When we had family day at the police academy, we did not hear the end of it because all of our wives, girlfriends, everything were so much hotter than us. Yeah. And everyone was walking around like, holy shit, <laughs> what happened here? And you got all of us just, you know, Do, doofy, Goobers, yeah. yeah, doofy motherfuckers, yeah, and, and everyone's like, "What the fuck? Where did all this talent come from?" And it was, we're just like, you know, listen, yeah, but you got it, you <laughs> yeah, got it, you yeah. Know? So that's why we're here. That's why. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that's definitely that's that's accurate. Both yeah. dated out of our league, absolutely. You and now, you especially, yeah, for sure. And now it's um. It's expensive. It's way more expensive for her to get rid of me. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so she fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. That's what marriage is for, I guess. Yeah. You learn shit the hard way. <laughs> it's a you just work at it forever until you can't anymore. We're shutting up. We're getting out of here. All right. Yeah, Blue tail boners out. <laughs>